Hey, fellow nerds, welcome to Anatomy Bites, the podcast where we talk about anatomy in those bite-sized little chunks. I am your host, Nick. I am a first-year doctor of physical therapy student in the beautiful Southern California. Um, actually, I'm almost done with my first year, second year starting here at the end of May. Can't believe it. We are doing Zoom classes. It's nuts. Um, different podcasts for a different day, but that's the situation we're all in together. So today's origins, insertions, and actions, before we get going too far, are thanks to the 20th edition of Anatomy of the Human Body by Dr. Henry Gray with some updates by Dr. Warren H. Lewis. Just so you know, this text is free because it's in the public domain. So if you are truly an anatomy nerd enough to be here with me, with all of us, um, you might want to download it yourself because public domain means it is out there in the open. You can find it online. It's poetic, it's beautiful, and it's pretty much accurate. I mean, anatomy doesn't really change that much. So just know that that's a free resource for you. Now, on the show today, we are talking about the muscle tensor fascia latte. Stick around after the anatomy bite to hear an embarrassing story that I have about TFL, as well as a study tip which evolved from said experience. Now let's get to those O's, I's, and A's for tensor fascia lata right after a quick word about our sponsor. Let's get to those O's, I's, and A's for the TFL. The attachments and pathway of this muscle are that the TFL arises from the anterior part of the outer lip of the iliac crest, from the outer surface of the anterior superior iliac spine, your ASIS, and part of the border of the notch below the ASIS between your glute medius and sartorius, and also from the deep surface of the fascia lata. It is inserted between two layers of the iliotibial band of the fascia lata, about the junction of the middle and upper thirds of the thigh. TFL is innervated by the fourth and fifth lumbar and first sacral nerves through the superior gluteal nerve. Superior gluteal nerve, L4, L5, S1. Actions of TFL. TFL is a tensor of the fascia lata. This is the deep fascia of the thigh. Continuing its action of tensing the fascia lata, the oblique direction of its fibers enable it to abduct the thigh and to rotate it inward. In the erect posture acting from below, it will serve to steady the pelvis upon the head of the femur meaning that it plays a role in supporting the body on one limb with glute mead in gait, for example. And by means of the iliotibial band, your IT band, it steadies the condyles of the femur on the articular surfaces of the tibia and assists the gluteus maximus in supporting the knee in the extended position. Gray misses this one, but of course, it is also a hip flexor. Those are 
your O's, I's, and A's for TFL from Grey's Anatomy. So I promised you an embarrassing story about TFL, and here it goes. I hope you can learn from my mistake, as I had to as well. But basically, in the middle of a practical exam, I had to state the O, I, and A of TFL and then palpate it using manual muscle testing on my partner. This was so many months ago. Gosh, it was like in September. I can't even believe it was that long ago. It feels like, actually, it feels like forever ago, as PT school will do to you. But I was on the wrong muscle. <laughs> okay. So this is why straight up memorization doesn't work, you guys. It doesn't work. Basically, after stating just, you know, flawless O's, I's, and A's of tensor fascia lata that I had memorized straight from the chart. I did all the things that I tell you not to do, right? Memorized straight from the chart. Once I actually got down to the practical application of finding this muscle on my partner, I was wrong, <laughs> okay? So it doesn't matter how well you know textbook definition, if you can't imagine the surface anatomy, and if you don't have the hands-on skills to know, I mean, I wasn't far from where I was supposed to be, but I was too medial. This muscle is pretty lateral. I was on rectus femoris, which we haven't gotten there yet, but the origins are very similar, but rectus does go a little bit more medial. So basically all this is to say is you have to start to develop your clinical judgment and critical thinking about this material because look i know anatomy can be super boring what do i say in my episode about study tips look i know it's not the most exciting material maybe you're here because you have to be maybe you're not here because you want to be right but you have to just get beyond the charts definitions and the book once you can start to visualize this muscle these muscles these structures underneath the skin which is really you know the beginnings of surface anatomy but you have to be able to visualize what these muscles do how all the tissues interrelate with one another because this is where your treatments are going to be coming from right it only continues to grow from there so the better you understand it from the very beginning the more you can visualize it the more you can shut your eyes and see a pelvis and see the asis and see the external surface of the ilium and see where that origin is coming from you'll understand why i was close being on rectus femoris origin on the aiis territory but i wasn't quite there right? You'll be able to imagine one thing from another because all of these things are very layered. They're very similar, but they have very different functions. So learn from me. It's okay to make mistakes. I didn't end up failing the practical. Thank goodness. I did well enough on everything else that I passed, but it was a bit embarrassing, right? Because here I am thinking that, gosh, I nailed it and I didn't, right? So how to slice a humble pie there happens quite a lot in PT school. So just get used to it and move on. <laughs> but um, that's what I got to say. So that's what we got. That's what I got for you. That is my embarrassing story. As a reminder, you guys, 
Every textbook is a little bit different. As you may have noticed on occasion, I do correct or add to the standard that Gray's Anatomy has given us because there have been some updates over time, of course. Uh, for example, we know that TFL is a hip flexor, but Gray fails to mention it. So case in point, use this recording to supplement your learning, understanding that your official course materials are what are in control of your grade. So use your materials first, use this second to reinforce and to paint that broader picture. Lastly, remember guys, this goes back to that surface anatomy, that x-ray vision point that I made earlier, your O's, I's, and A's of muscles only mean as much as your understanding of the bones that they are attaching to and moving. So knowing your osteology is gonna make your myology a whole lot more interesting and applicable. So if you're looking for a great skeleton model, I will, as always, insert a link in the show notes to the one that I have. He's 5'6", I named him Skaggs, actually my best friend did. He follows me around to pretty much every room in the house while I'm studying, even still, because it's constantly good to reinforce and remind. Um, I will also include a link to the surface anatomy textbook that I was referring to um, in every episode pretty much thus far. So you can find TFL better than I did on my practical exam, <laughs> as well as other structures on yourself, on your roommate, on your dog, on your whoever is in your socially distant sphere. So that concludes our muscle for the day. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, for listening. Feel free to hit me up on social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the handle at Nikki-Ray. That's N-I-K-K-I-D-A-S-H-R-A-E. And let me know which structure you would like to be featured on Anatomy Bites. Take care and study hard. <laughs>